Hello from the sunny beaches of St. Kitts and Nevis. Welcome to Dextrocardia, your one-stop shop podcast for everything related to life as a Caribbean medical student. I'm your host, Nihal Satyadev, a second-year medical student at the University of Medicine and Health Sciences. Disclaimer, the opinions expressed by guests of this podcast do not reflect the opinions or views of any institution or professional organization. Now, let's dive in. All right, so welcome to the podcast, Sam. We're really excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So I live in uh, Toronto, Canada, born and raised. Um, I'm 24 years old, and um, I started medical school almost exactly a year ago today. Um, I really like meeting new people. Some of my hobbies are like traveling and stuff like that. And um, I just like love hearing other people's stories and uh, their life experiences because it kind of just like, I don't know, I guess puts things into perspective. Um, I used to be a server at a restaurant during like my undergrad and all that stuff. So I got to meet a lot of cool people. Um, I was working in Toronto at a restaurant, so I got to meet a a lot of cool people and hear a lot of cool stories. Um, what else? I like, um, being active. I love working out and I actually used to play soccer for like a long time probably since I was like eight years old, I played soccer, um, played on my school's, uh, my undergrad's varsity team. Um, yeah. And then I guess like what kind of sparked my interest in medicine was about two years ago, I went on a trip to Honduras where we did like uh, mission work and we basically went, it was called the global brigades and I was with the medical brigade. So we actually like set up, uh, clinics with, uh, in the rural communities and provided healthcare uh, to the kids there. And I also volunteered at a hospital and, uh, I, I thought it was really cool. I got to help the nurses triage. So I got to like, listen to how the patients would explain their symptoms and that kind of stuff. So that really sparked my interest in uh, medicine. And then I basically applied, uh, for, to UMHS from there. Wow, Sam, that's amazing. I love hearing about global health work and I'm from Toronto too. It's funny how I met you half across like the world and St. Kitts opposed to in Toronto itself, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about Immuno, the course that you're TA? Yeah, so um, I guess like the overall uh, goal of the class is to kind of just uh, explain the mechanisms that our body has to like prevent us from getting sick and like, you know, how getting a little cut on your finger doesn't mean you're going to die and that kind of stuff. So um, the whole course is pretty cool. It all flows really well, I think, in my opinion. So like, for example, in block one, uh, they start with uh, the innate immune response. So it's basically like your body's immediate reaction to any kind of, let's say, cut on your finger, giving that as the example. Um, They talk about like the main cells that are involved, like what kind of Uh, signaling molecules are involved and all that kind of stuff and then right towards the end of that first block um, it transitions really nicely because then they do the like bridging the innate to the adaptive so the early and late responses of our immune system so then in block two we basically talk about um, all the adaptive response so basically the entire block is on two cells mainly it's on b cells and t cells so it sounds easy, but it's not. It's like a lot of little details. Like you need to know exactly how each cell is produced, where each cell is produced, um, what kind of molecules the cell responds to and what that response would do to the cell. And it's just all that kind of stuff. 
And then in block three is actually really cool because then um, block three, you talk about all the autoimmune diseases and um, immunodeficiencies, hypersensitivities, all that kind of stuff. So basically in block three, then you talk about what happens when these things we learned in block one and two go wrong. Um, so I found that really interesting. And uh, block four then further solidifies like, the clinical aspects where they talk about uh, cancer, transplantations, and vaccines. Um, so love- yeah. Yeah, overall, the course was uh, really interesting and flowed really well. I love that it has a very methodical like approach to how it's laid out. In your opinion, do you, would you say that one of the blocks is heavier in terms of material or coursework opposed to the others? Yeah, so um, a lot of people found, I guess it's different depending on the person you ask, but a lot of people that I talked to found block two uh, to be the most material or at least the most complicated because I guess it's pretty hard to focus on the big picture when you're focusing on such little details. Um, So personally, I thought block two is one of the hardest blocks. Um, It was just, it's basically immunology is like a different language. So I mean, material wise, block two, I would say is harder, but I would say block one is conceptually harder because it's harder to kind of grasp what you're talking about. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I personally would say, yeah, block one was by and far the hardest for me because I felt like it was very different than any other class. And it took me at least several weeks to be like, okay, I can't really study for my other classes, like how I study for, or I can't study for immuno, like how I study for my other classes. So that was a big kind of perspective shift for me. Did you, did you feel the same thing? And also did you, what was it that ultimately allowed you to be successful through the course of all of the blocks and allowed you to do really well and be a TA eventually? So actually, okay, so this probably won't make sense, but I actually failed the first block. So that's what I mean by saying like the first block is conceptually the hardest because like you're, it's exactly what you just said. It's like a new language. It's something you've never seen before. And I think the, um, the, Another big thing about it is that it's only given two credits, right? And the second semester at UMHS is pretty um, heavy course-wise. So, you know, there's a lot going on. So anyways, yeah, so I actually failed the first block. And then um, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, I need to get my stuff together. Like, um, let me, I asked some of my friends, like, what did you guys do to study? And that's something I always do. I always ask other people, you know, how they're studying, what kind of strategies they're using just because it helps me maybe think about a different way I didn't know before. So anyways, the main response I got from that was to use Anki. So before this point, I I always heard about Anki. Everyone that goes to medical school has probably heard about Anki at some point, but I kind of said, I didn't really like it that much. You know, I tried it, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot again. So I started doing Anki for the rest of the blocks for immuno. And honestly, like that, I would highly, highly recommend Anki. It's like, really good for your long-term memory, especially for something like immuno where you're memorizing a whole bunch of little details and you need to know like really, really specific things. Anki is really good for that. Um, So that's one thing that I did to kind of help me improve and then end up being able to TA. And the second thing I did was like basically the day after I saw my, or the day that I saw my test, I I went to go meet with a professor and course director, Dr. Ayer. And I kind of just said like, look, I, uh, what can I do? Like, to you know improve for the next uh blocks and he basically just said okay so he went through my test with me he said like 
all right, these are the kinds of questions you're getting wrong. This is what I think you need to do, blah, blah, blah. And he was really, really good. He was really helpful. Um, he gave me like a list of cases in the uh, case study book that is like a recommended book for the course. He gave me a list of questions to do. And he said, like, uh, basically go through this stuff. And then if you have questions, like, obviously email him, go to his office, all that stuff. So I was meeting with him. Um, I knew he was there to help. I knew he was willing to help. I was constantly talking with my friends. And um, if I didn't get anything, I wasn't scared to ask anyone. I don't know, I guess people have like the stigma in medical school where like you're scared to ask your friends for help because you don't want to sound like quote unquote dumb. But you know what, like you may as well ask for help than um, end up in a bad situation, right? So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I definitely recommend like Anki, the case studies book was really helpful. Definitely use the professors. And this is just speaking for UMHS as a whole. All the professors are really, really approachable and you know, go to their office if you have any questions and they'll go through stuff with you. They'll give you uh, guidance and yeah. I love that though. You failed block one that didn't deter you. You just kept going and you used your resources. And now look at you, now you're TA in immunology. That's amazing. So would you say in terms of your strategies, like the main things are Anki, you would say, if you like, say you had to do it again, this course, is that what you'd say? Like using t your what's it called, uh, Dr. Air, the professors, and Anki are your main strategies, or are there anything else that you'd include? Definitely, yeah. So um, the one thing I would add to that, besides Anki, case studies, and Dr. Air, would be um, there's this book that uh, one of my friends recommended to me called How the Immune System Works. Um, I don't know, if, I don't think it's recommended or required for a school, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, one of my friends sent the book to me, um, and it's basically just a really like oversimplified version of the whole course, essentially, like what we're going to learn, like what's complement, what's opsonization. All these words that I'm saying right now, probably like, people that don't know what immunology is or like, what is that? But this book kind of uh, lets you get the big picture kind of thing. So I would recommend like maybe reading that before you start the class. And then once you're in the class, you can kind of fill in all the small details to the big picture. And I think that would have helped me a lot if I got to do it again. Yeah, you're right in saying sorry you're right in saying that's a different language honestly when when I took immunology I never took it to undergrad and it felt like a, it was like I completely agree in what you said mm -hmm. yeah and I'm like a huge fan of that book uh personally uh so we'll definitely link it in the description so that people can check it out and we'll also link the case study book as well um, so we talked a little bit now about all the things that you feel like were things that are success strategies, but on the flip side, do you think there's things to avoid doing uh, that can get you into kind of trap doors and allow you to not succeed in immuno? Um, okay, so it's kind of a difficult question, but I mean, like any course the main thing would be to just don't uh don't get in over your head kind of thing um like i'm trying to find a way to say this but basically just uh try not to get overwhelmed like if you feel like you're falling behind like you just have to like pick one one day to start and just or keep up from there and then pick one day to start catching up on and keep up and try to catch up at the same time um for immunology specifically I would say don't underestimate the course. Like 
people look at the amount of credits and they automatically say, okay, you know, biochemistry, what's biochemistry, like six credits or something like that, seven credits, then you have genetics, then you have histology, and then you have immunology, which is the lowest two credits. And people say like, okay, you know, on Saturday, I have all this, like the whole day to study, I'm going to just give maybe an hour or two for immunology. Like you can't do that. Um, I don't really know how they choose how many credits a course gets, but I'm assuming it's just based off of kind of like class time. But um, yeah, definitely spend time on immunology because it comes back in, it comes back in uh, physio, comes back in micro, comes back a lot in path. So um, it's definitely something that even though it's only two credits now, it's going to be definitely worth it in the long run to like know your stuff and know it well. That answer the question? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Um, so now, your congratulations, you are the immuno immunology TA. Can you tell students a little bit about what um, they can expect from your TA sessions? So, uh, actually, I was the TA last semester. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I still I kind of keep into contact with the TAs for this semester. I know they're they haven't TA'd before, so I kind of try to uh, offer them help if they need it, anyways. But how my reviews were, um, so going back to block one and two, I was talking about all the little details. And personally, I found it really um, difficult to know where we're going to get asked questions or how we're going to get asked questions, right? So after having taken the course, obviously, I have a better um, idea on that. So for my reviews, I would make them question-based. And basically, it would, just, it would ask a question. And then the answer, I would give the students some time to answer it. And then we'd go through it and I would show them um, the slides from the lecture where I actually pulled the question from. And it, like, obviously they weren't as difficult as the ones they're gonna get on their exam because I don't have my PhD in immunology, but <laughs> they were just to like understand the concepts and understand where the kids can get, or students can get questions from. So um, yeah, that's how I like to do my reviews. I thought it was uh, a good way to learn the information and it's something that I wish I could have had um, for my reviews. So those are all still available if um, I, they're on a Google Drive, if anyone wants to like look at them or anything like that. And I'm still, even though I'm not a TA for it right now, I'm still always here if anyone needs any help. Awesome. Cool. Um, so if I was just finishing up semester one, uh, getting into looking ahead into semester two. Uh, what are some things that I can do before class starts to prepare for immuno? Um, so as I kind of mentioned before, I would definitely recommend to read that book, um, How the Immune System Works. And honestly, I, I mean, I wouldn't really say to do much more. Um, some people told me to read through it in first aid and I didn't find that very effective for me. Um, but like I said, everybody's different. So maybe um, there's some pre-made Anki decks that it might be helpful to go through them and just start to memorize some of the, the CD markers. And CD markers are basically just kind of what the cell has on it so that you know what kind of cell it is. Um, so anyways, there's like a bunch of those that we have to know for immuno. That's just one of the small details you have to memorize. So maybe I would say start kind of looking at those. And uh, if you're a UMHS student, you'll have access to the LMS. So you can even go uh, to the immunology section, uh, go to, I think it's the first lecture, 
And then Dr. Eyre put a chart at the very uh, last slide of the first lecture that has all the CDs we're going to need to know and maybe just start memorizing those because I guess that would have been pretty helpful um, as well. You've mentioned so many great like strategies and resources that we could use and future students can use for um, preparing and studying through immunology. But out of everything, what would you say is the most important um, tool that can be used to succeed in this class? Definitely, I would say Anki was uh, mm -hmm. number one for me. It was a total game changer. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to write everything out. And I'm also the type of person who had to suck it up and just realize that that's not going to happen in medical school because there's just not enough time for that, especially with things like immunology. So the repetition is key, honestly, and uh, Anki definitely makes that really uh, feasible. Yeah, and obviously things are kind of different now since distance learning is fully in session and a lot of us are learning from home. So do you think there's anything distinctly different about how you would learn immunology, whether you're in person or any tips for how to distance learn? Yeah, so definitely like immunology was just, uh, there was no labs for it, right? So it was all in lecture. And I actually think that it's advantageous to have it online right now because everything's recorded. And I know sometimes in class, uh, when I was actually taking it for the first uh, couple blocks, it was on the island. And so nothing was recorded there. And honestly, I wish it had been because there's times where, you know, someone's talking behind you and you get distracted, you miss something and whatever stuff happens, you know, when you're in person. But honestly, since the course has been online, uh, I think it's just a blessing in disguise because if you miss anything, you can always go back, watch the recording. And something I started doing actually last semester was I would like, if I found a lecture really complicated, I would just rewatch the whole lecture, even if it was in 1.5 speed or something like that. So that's something that online learning has allowed me to do. And I would definitely recommend it for any immunology students um, to rewatch the lectures if you have problems or even the same thing. You can still go to the office hours like and it might take some anxiety off of it because I know maybe in person it's like, oh, I'm kind of scared to see the professor kind of thing. But, you know, on Zoom, it might be a little bit more comforting. And, uh, yeah, the, the doctor is really helpful. He draws everything out if you need help. So, uh, yeah. I'd say That's so nice. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say the best thing about online lectures, you can listen to it all at 10x. So can save 10,000 on a time to listen to it while you're working out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't while recommend you're working that. out. I, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I do like how everything's online for you guys now, because I remember when I took it, I would record everything on Notability just because I would want to re-listen to a lot of like little parts or sometimes, you know, it happens, you like zone out, so you want to speed it up and re-listen to it. So it is definitely, I like that it's all online now. So I, I agree that is advantageous. Um, so ultimately, you know, the end goal is step after our basic sciences. Do you have any advice um, to students on how they can keep up with this material, the fourth step? Yeah, so um, if you've started Anki, just keep up with it uh, because it's a space repetition, you know. Um, and just in general, like what actually my friends and I have been doing lately is we created um, a group on WhatsApp and we kind of hold each other accountable. So every day we say we're going to do whatever it is, five questions, 10 questions, whatever we decide on for that block or 
that week. And once we've finished all the questions, we'll send like a sticker so we know we've done it. And we kind of like all push each other, which is really great. So like just in general for the step, I think that's a, a good strategy to, to use, especially now that um, everything's been online and we're not surrounded by other medical students. And some people might uh, feel it hard to be motivated. So I guess uh, just looking for creative ways to stay motivated. And that's kind of what we came up with. But um, yeah, definitely uh, Anki and um, a lot of immunologies in pathology as well. So it'll just keep coming up in a lot of questions. You're right. I think that's why it's in such an early, like in your second semester, because it really is such a fundamental subject. Mm -hmm. So Sam, tell me why you wanted to be an immuno TA. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, I did fail the first block. And so immuno was kind of uh, my weakest subject at, at this point in EBS2, my second semester. And so uh, every time I would be doing my practice questions and I'd come across immunology, I would kind of like feel a little bit scared and anxious about, you know, answering the question. You know, when you just, you didn't understand something the first time and then you see it again, you kind of get anxious about it. So that's basically the feelings I was experiencing. And I said like, you know what, I really, I know how high yield this is. And like, just for myself, I need to, uh, you know, master this material. So um, luckily, I was able to turn myself around and actually end up being the TA. And now I've grown to love immunology. Um, and it's something I look forward to getting questions to now, or questions about now. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much why I, di I didn't want it to be something I feared. That's honestly so powerful, because so many people after they fail the first block, they think, like, this is it. Or if I if I do well, like, I'll only do so well, but now you fail one block and you became the immuno TA. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like failing isn't the end of the world. Um, as long as you're able to figure out what you did wrong, what you did right even, what you can do better, um, that's all that matters is that you can turn it around. And people make mistakes, you know, we're human. Even though we're medical students, we're still humans. So um, we make mistakes. As long as we're able to, to learn from them and fix them, that's all that matters. Beautiful. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Um, just something like uh, in general, I want to say I, I listened to the first podcast with Stephanie and she was talking a little bit about mental health. And I kind of just wanted to, um, you know, allude to that as well, because that's something like really, um, I feel like people don't want to talk about it a lot. And especially now with, you know, what's going on. Um, it can be hard, like I said, to motivate yourself and to, you know, find the uh, energy to do things. And anyways, it's just never be shy to reach out. People are always there to listen. Um, you know, like, don't be shy. Um, I don't really know what else, what else to say about it other than it happens to everyone. And especially um, since everyone's kind of in quarantine and I don't know what situation other parts of the world are in, but where I am in Canada, we're kind of reverting back to how it was before. And uh, yeah, so not really getting to see family as much anymore and all that. So it kind of sucks, but you know, the world's going through it together and we just have to all kind of be here for each other as much as we can and help each other out. Well, I can't think of a more beautiful way to end the episode. So thanks so much <laughs> for uh, joining us, Sam. Uh, if you have any other 
thoughts or questions or suggestions for who we should interview next, please reach out to us at dextrocardia.podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dextrocardiapc. And please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was great. Thank you.